For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Shaper. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. This is Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Connor. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Last night sucked. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Let's just go right into it. Well, I was trying to figure out in preparation for today what today's white hot pain will consist of. Hmm. How, How... I don't know. Hey, Scott Frost is talking today. I think we we generally have a day off though from Nebraska uh, athletics. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's no like injury announcement or anything that just you know mm, mm, there's okay. there's still whether there's competition or not. There's still ways for today to get to to go. Poorly. I mean, as we saw on Monday, yeah, yeah. So I don't um, know that it went poorly, but it well, was just right, a thing. Yeah, it was it was a newsy day. I was just. That was horrible. Yeah. That I mean, that was truly bad. Honestly. I, it, that was the first time in like in the Fred Hoiberg era where I've been like, Fred, what the hell w- was going on? I was so incredibly disappointed. Like the the previous two years, my expectations weren't particularly right. you have to, high. You have to manage it with that. And I didn't think they had much talent. And then it's like I, you watch the exhibitions against Peru State and Colorado and you see that they can kind of shoot a little bit. You see some pretty good ball movement. You see some different things. And then you get to opening night, and it's just half the guys on the court, or more than half the guys on the court, were just black holes when they had the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, you had one assist in the first half. Yes. One. One. That's absolutely terrible. Um Two guys took 38 shots for you. Uh, Almost 85% of them were contested to some degree. Yeah. Uh, So that's fantastic. And look, they scored 26 and 25 points, which is, you know, for Nebraska, pretty good. Um, 
but you as a team only scored 74. You allowed 75. You shot 5 of 20 from 3. So when guys actually did have opportunities to shoot from outside, Kese Tominaga was 1 of 5. He hit the first on a 3-on-1 fast break pull-up 3-pointer. The people in front of me in my new section absolutely lost their minds. It was amazing. Um, you know, and people He, he were, came into the game. Yeah, he provided and, the exact thing that you thought he was going to do, which I, is yeah. give you energy, defense, shooting. I said to I said to Caleb of KLIN, who was sitting right next to me. And who I, hates you, by the way. Well, because I was predicting stuff the entire game. It's like I had seen the future. I was like, Tominaga came in, He's gonna, and I said, he's going to get a steal in the first two possessions. He got a steal in the first two possessions. And then I said, he's going to pull. And then after he gets that steal, he's going to hold up, uh, pull up and get a three. And he did that. He did exactly that. Yeah. I also, I also predicted that Trey would miss the crucial free, the crucial two free throws in the last like minute, minute and a half of that game. And I also predicted that Alonzo verge would get a terrible look at the buzzer. And he did that as well. Yeah, well, that one felt sort of... Yeah, that know, was that was obvious. I also like predicted that Western Illinois was going to make that three really without much contest. Yeah. With six seconds to go or whatever it was. From Luka Barasic. Yeah. Barasic. That guy. So. so... So pick your poison here. And I tweeted this out last night, and this is really my issue with it. A lot of people are going to... And Fred talked about it after the game. Um... With as far as the rebounding part of it and physicality part of it, that was always going to be a work in progress for Nebraska. Now, it is at the same time not acceptable to get out rebounded 57 to 37 by, by Western a middle Illinois of the pack summit team and 23 to 7 on the offensive boards uh, by a middle of the pack summit team. Not, not acceptable, but not completely unexpected the thing that you thought going into this game and into this season because we had seen it in the two exhibition games one being against a better team than Nebraska played last night in Colorado is that their offense would help patch that make up for that rebounding deficit physicality deficit that they're going to be facing on a nightly basis and this is my deal the offense sucked Oh my yeah, goodness! It was, it was the three guys basically bad. It was three guys playing ISO ball. They did not do a single thing that they did in the either of those two exhibition games. No. They didn't do it on the offensive end. They didn't do it on the defensive end. And at least, I mean, we know this team is going to be deficient as far as the physicality standpoint, the height standpoint. So they're they're probably going to be fighting an uphill battle to win a rebounding battle on a nightly basis. Like that is going to happen. But at least you brought it, right? A lot of that stuff is just effort and timing, mm -hmm. and that was horrible from Nebraska last night. It wasn't just horrible crashing the boards. It was horrible on defense to begin with. I felt like Western Illinois was getting pretty much whatever look they wanted to get. For the most part, yeah. And then offensively, um, you're right. It, it, was, it was a total black hole. It wasn't their offense as well. So it's just one game. But that was that sent off about forty five alarm bells last night for me, and 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 that is you know it can't happen like that. Yeah, it, it can it can happen. I mean, Nebraska can lose basketball games, you know. With team, I didn't think Western Illinois played that well. They got everything they wanted on offense. They had no issues clearing the boards. They were not met with any sort of competition there whatsoever. 
And then they funneled Nebraska's two guards, Bryce McGowan's and Alonzo Verge, into the pile, and they happily were like, I'll just throw up this garbage, whatever it is. And that that tone was set from the start. Yeah. The the first four minutes were all Bryce. Yeah, well, I mean, he played 39 minutes. He took 18 shots. I I don't think anybody had the ball in the first four minutes. Verge had it a little bit because I think he had the first miss, but then after that it was all Bryce. Um, Yeah, it just – I come back to this, like, on on both sides of the ball, it felt like – and you – you know, for the listeners that went to college, like it, it felt like watching rec ball. It felt like watching an intramural team. It felt like we're the one guys are, like I'm better than everybody. Else. Like we're just going to have to take over this offense or and this was even more frustrating to me. Multiple times last night, a guy from Western Illinois would work into the, the lane, would want to put something up and three people would attempt to contest it, which, you know, you might think, well, that's pretty good defense. Here's the problem. Two of those guys go to contest it that don't need to. They're not in position to help rebound. So Derek Walker has to pick one of three people to box out. And right. if he doesn't absolutely get the right one, there's an easy putback. Mm-hmm. And that happened like five times in the second half. Not only did they not play team offense, they didn't play team defense. It felt very much like it was Pirates code out there where it was everyone for themselves and we'll figure it out as we go along. And that is awful. You're not going to win games that way against quality opponents, let alone a team in Western Illinois that isn't that good to start with. Here's uh, Fred Hoiberg last night. Well, again, the switching defense got us stagnant, and you know we tried to attack uh, the big, and we, you know, again we drove right into the pile too many times. We threw, threw wild shots in there. Second half, ball moved side to side better. Again, 42 points is enough. If you score 42 points, you should win the game when it's as tight as it was. But we just could not finish off possessions today. I mean, look. Fred Hoiberg's been around basketball for a long time. He's seen a switching defense. <laughs> like, the offense that Nebraska is trying to run, where they have a lot of ball movement outside of the perimeter, um, people are going to switch you. But that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't really count that as an excuse for what happened last night. Nebraska has to have answers to, well, to to get through that piece of it. And they have playmakers to do it, too. And I think they just got to, I mean, it goes without saying, but they get really reliant on those guys. It, it's just we, we need you to get us out of a hole, so go get us a bucket, and that was kind of it. It felt like there was too many possessions where one guy just touched the ball the entire time. 100%. Um, you know, and then there when they did attempt other passes – and they tried the two-man game. Some of the feeds to Walker, like he dropped, he outright missed one. But some of them were just completely off. Like they were late or they, you know, you can't throw it through a guy. So it's going off of someone else's body. There was a possession where Trey McGowan's just dribbled into the pile and then it was like, yeah, I'm kicking it out. He threw it to nobody. Trey, for, for having two awesome dunks last night, Made a lot of really bad plays. Yeah, I was actually a really bad play. Amazed that he only had two turnovers. I thought Nebraska had a lot more turnovers than they actually did, and it just turns out they had a bunch of terrible possessions, which sort of makes sense when you're twenty three of fifty nine. Yeah. The other thing that's staggering, they were one and done all night. Western Illinois shot seventy seven times from the field. <laughs> that's that's insane. 
Uh, 22 second chance points right before half. They had four different times in which they were putting it up, and they got a tip in, you know, right at the buzzer yep. to basically end the half. So you lost it both the was, end of both halves. There was two or three possessions like that yeah. where it got tipped up four to five times, yep. and then ultimately recovered. because guys would just con- like you. There was there was one. CJ Wiltshire and Verge don't need to contest the same shooter. Right. One, neither of you are shot blockers, so stop trying it. Two, the other one of you needs to figure out whose body you're going to take in a rebound. So I, I don't know why, and there will be games like this. I don't know why it goes like this when it goes like this. I, I guess that's my, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And that's what I tried to kind of ask to Fred last night, and, and he had the response that you guys just heard. Um, You know, he, he went to them a little bit, and... Like teams are going to do that to you. You have to figure out a way to not make it look like that because you're I, either that or find a way to win, not pretty. And I don't know if Nebraska has that shot. Well, this was attempting yet. to do that. Yeah. Um. But I just don't think you're going to survive. You had two guys get assists because they were largely. I mean, one of them is Wilcher, and he wasn't even dominating the ball on the same like for Bryce McGowan's played 39 minutes and didn't have an assist yeah Trey McGowan's who's your second primary ball handler didn't have an assist like I don't want to put it all on those two or on Verge who also you know he had five of them but had enough possessions that basically made you wonder if Teddy Allen was back like it's just right sure you know like we we went through this whole thing about how Teddy didn't fit for what Fred Hoiberg was doing because they needed a flowing offense. There's no flow last night. It's just dudes driving into a pile, chucking up shots, whining if they didn't get foul calls. Nebraska shot 31 free throws and didn't win this game. And they actually shot free throws pretty well relative to what they normally do. But of course, down the stretch, they didn't. Yeah. And they lose by one. Uh, Tim off the text line says this. My biggest concern coming out of last night is Verge. All kinds of Pac-12 fans were saying all offseason that he wouldn't work for Fred because he becomes sort of a black hole the first game of this year. That's exactly what they got. I, I I'm not too worried about that. He he can make he can make plays for other people and most importantly, he's going to be asked to be a black hole sometimes. Yeah. You know, like that that is that has to be a thing that Nebraska has. I like that Verge brings that to the table. I don't honestly, I know Verge you know, started to fill it up a little bit in the second half. He wasn't my, he wasn't main culprit of, uh, you know, had the ball in his hand too much in the first half. It was Bryce McGowan's. Yeah. I also need Derek I, Walker to do more than three shots in a game. I too. don't know what that, I mean, but you, you didn't have anybody. Most of what Walker gets is off of assists. Right. And if you don't, and they weren't running the two man. So thing. that's not a Walker thing, but that, the, that's the guys well, who have the ball in there. And they tried to get it to him. Like we said, there's probably about six times yeah. and it worked maybe twice. Right. Um, and one of them was, I just feel like it. from, from the very start last night, like Bryce decided it's, it's Bryce time. And, um, while that, you know, looked good. It's got to be in the in the flow of the offense. Well, it didn't really look good. I mean, he had a lot. He got to the rim a lot. He's good at getting to the rim. He's not quite good enough at finishing yet because he's not great at getting free throws. Like I yeah, have a bigger he, issue with the six three yeah. pointers. You're not. He's not a good enough shooter to be taking six three pointers. Yeah. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look, I, I mean, I, in, in the three games that we've seen him, he's probably made two out of, what, 18? Yeah, and there's been some bad misses, At this too. point, so... In order um, for this to work, it has to be everybody. Yeah. Well, it, it has to be everybody. Nebraska Brighton Brighton came in for 11 minutes and played very poorly in that 11-minute stretch, too. Nebraska, I mean, until further notice, and we just talked about this with football a couple weeks ago, until further notice, Nebraska basketball can't win ugly. And that is a key thing. You have to be able to scratch out wins against teams that you are better than when everything isn't clicking. You can't be in a situation where everything has to go well in order for you to look good or in order for you to win basketball games because it, it's not going to be good every night. So on one hand, maybe this is the punch in the face they need. Um, they had, they got to get right back after it on Friday against another you know halfway decent team in Sam Houston State. But on the, on the other hand, it's alarming. Because it's it's not supposed to that's that's the opposite of how it's supposed to look and that's well, the opposite of what they want and I can't put a finger on exactly why it went that way last night but it seemed like it, it wasn't from from my vantage point and I know Fred said this from my vantage point it wasn't anything that Western Illinois was doing to you it was a thing that Nebraska had decided from the very start that's the alarming part it can't it, it can't be that way this has to be selfless. It, it has to be free-flowing, stuff like that, and you have to allow guys to make plays. And sometimes there's going to be some individual stuff baked in there too. But, I mean, it can't look like that. Yeah. And, and then the rebounding and physicality thing is its own deal. <laughs> and that's going to be an issue that Nebraska has to deal with. We're like we That's a baked-in, we know that about them flaw, right? They're just they're not big and physical enough. It's going to kill them in the Big Ten. It's going to really hurt them. But – the offense should be able to get him over the hump. Not that offense, though. It, not that, that You won't win anything in the Big Ten with that. Were you surprised Hoiberg did not use more timeouts to try to disrupt when it got into the super heavy? There was a couple times. I mean, especially early in that game where it's just like they didn't score and you're struggling to get looks. You're clearly not passing the ball. Like, it just, you know... I, I'm no basketball coach, but it just felt like they needed to reset a little bit, and they were waiting for the the four minute marks to do that. Yeah, maybe you draw something up. Yeah, and look, it felt I like mean, a team that maybe needed to draw something up. It also might have been a thing where Hoiberg wanted them to play themselves through it and play out of it, and he thought that they were veteran enough that they'd be able to do that. Sure. And I, coaches, say I that feel all like the time. that's what they were doing in the second half, and it just didn't work. Um, I, it just. It's one of those things where these are the sort of games that you you use to get better as you get into the other contests, but you don't want to drop them because they're valuable in terms of getting you extra games at the end of the year. They're valuable in terms yes. of, of all of it. And you just start this season just like Nebraska football with just this awful, stale feeling. That's, that's it. I mean... 60% of why, and and this is the first time I've felt this way, I think, in the Fred Hoiberg era. I actually feel mad. Like, I, I feel I feel anger about this today. The first two years, because of the expectations and what they had, I'm like, man, this just kind of sucks. This feeling today is different, and I've broken it down to this. It's 60% of like, wow, this is, this is a red flag. 
I mean, it's it's not only a bad loss, but the way it looked, if that performance gets repeated at any point this season, they'll get run out of any Big Ten gym they go into. 40% of it is this. I want to hold this team to the standard of being a postseason team, of being an NCAA tournament caliber team. And when we're talking about the very razor-thin margin at the end of the year for making that big dance, and you look back and you see that on November 8th or 9th, Nebraska lost to Western Illinois at home, that's not going to help. Yeah. That's not going to be good for them. So we have to think about that now, right? At least we should. The last two years, we, we really haven't had to think about it. They lost to UC Riverside. Um, you know, this is going to be a long year, but this team's not going to make the tournament anyway. Okay, fine. We want this team to make the tournament. We think this team is maybe capable of making the tournament. Obviously not the way they played last night. Tournament when, aside, I just want them to be a team that you go in and you kind of have an idea of how they're going to play and what they're going to do too. and everything else. But when like, but, I want them to be the team that showed up against Colorado with a burst of energy, shot a team out of the gym, did everything that they talk about that they're going to do, and not a team that shows up on opening night and plays in an entirely different style in which half the team isn't involved standing around. The energy in the arena is lethargic. Like Nobody, nobody knew what to do in the arena because it was just dead. Yeah. There was because a couple every times possession where is just dribble, 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 mm-hmm. drive, foul, or not foul. It, it's horrible basketball to watch. It's not a good experience for the, the fan. And then you're left walking out of the arena basically thinking, okay, here they are. Another team that's set to underachieve. This is fantastic. That's what it is. I, I, I don't like that part of it, like I said. But I, I think the tournament thing is going to come back into focus at some point. You're, I mean, maybe you're gonna look. You're gonna look at the end of the or in February, and we're gonna last be trying next to, team will lose again before they sure. even play in December. I, and I'm not even talking Creighton. And, and I think you know they'll obviously be better. I, I think they'll be better. This this will be a fine team, whatever it turns out to be. I'm not exactly sure what it's gonna look like, but if they're trying to build the case in February and March to make the NCAA tournament, this is always going to be on the resume. Yep. They it. It won't look good. It'll look. It'll be a quad four loss at home. Yeah, well, now it's like you basically yeah. have to get two more wins that you probably to weren't supposed it. to yeah. just to make this sort of go away. And maybe people are like, ah, well, it's first game and they looked better after that. But that hasn't happened yet. So it, it's as maddening of a Fred Hoiberg team loss yeah, as I've seen. It, incredibly frustrating. Maybe the most. Uh, let's head to the phones here. 402-464-5685. We have Drew on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Hi, Drew. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I was just trying to read online or figure out where did uh, Eduardo Andre hurt or something. I feel like the team looks completely like it looks good against Colorado, but it's still suffering the rebound category. And again, last night, just getting destroyed on the boards. He was a good rebounder. Is he out right now, or what's the story with him? Yeah, Drew, I don't know. I, I regret not asking about that last night. Um, my guess would be he's just deeper in, in the rotation at this point. That'd be my guess. I don't think he's hurt. He was warming up pregame. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, Drew. Appreciate it. I I wondered about that, but I wondered about it too late. Yeah, and Lat was completely out, right? Correct. Yeah, because he's dealing I don't even with... think Lat was there. Uh, he was there. I saw him. I saw him at halftime, but he Glad wasn't. Mayhem. He like he had like warm ups on, but it was in a way that you knew that he was never going to play. Yeah, he was going through stuff. Um, he was going through stuff early. I saw him out there getting work in 
Um, I I guess I'm not a hundred percent sure if he was available, but um, the way that they worked their rotations in the two exhibition games, it wouldn't surprise me if he was just the tenth guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I just like I am really at a loss to explain because even as you get the performance against Peru State as uneven as that was. There's still a lot more passing ball movement, open shots, looks, energy. And that's not even talking about Colorado. Like it there's a part of me that's already wondering if we're gonna think the peak of the season was the day against Colorado in an exhibition. No, I, I, I don't I really don't think so. I like the Skur Swami says this is a premature judgment. I, like I'm not trying to judge them like as a whole right now. However, you have to admit, number one, that was a horrible loss. Number two, if we hold them to the standard of an NCAA tournament team, that will look horrible at the end of the year. And I, I fully expect them to get better. I, I like, I think they, I think they will get better. I think they'll put that behind them and you know, piece it, whatever, whatever it might look like, together over the next couple weeks and months. But it can't just be. I mean. We, but off the text line, bubble teams were ninety-two and one in quad four games last year. Yeah, yeah. You don't lose those games. We were just talking about twenty-four hours ago, or and then all preseason. Like I think they they should probably start seven and zero, and that would include a win over Creighton, which is coming up by the way next Friday or right. next uh, Tuesday. next Tuesday. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. I mean, I I, I get some of the issues that I. I wonder about is like, okay, if you did this in game one, is this sort of the default when things aren't working? This is what it's going to look like because I, it's just not going to work. And then on top of that, it makes you wonder how the team is going to respond to it. They lost last night. Verge is just walking off the court entirely. Kobe Webster had to go chase him down in the locker room to get him to come back out. Uh, their last possession was ridiculous. You know, I used to ridicule Tim miles because their last possessions were always the same thing. Get to the right side of the hoop and try a right-handed layup, either get fouled or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was drawn up, what was asked oh, for. Oh, no, no, no. I, Fred, they don't do that. They yeah. don't draw stuff up much late game. What their answer has been in all these close games that I've seen, there's been a handful of them over the last three years now, is get the ball in your best player's hands, let him drive and make a decision. Yeah. And Verge made the wrong decision. Well, Verge's so maybe, decision all of last night, for yeah. the most part, was just to try to put it up. Maybe there needs to be some structure in in how yeah. you uh, in how you do that a little bit late game. Here's Fred on the uh, let's see here on the last shot there on the last look. Well, Alonzo had a lane to the basket. I thought he had three three guys open uh, as he drove down. I'll have to take a look at it. Um, you know, we got the play where we wanted it to get him downhill and attacking. Um, you know, I'll go back and take a look at it and see what the options were. Yeah, I don't think he has to take a look at it. I think he pretty much knew that ball wasn't ever leaving his it's hands. A, it's an option. What they do in that situation, what they have done, I, I mean, you, Deshaun Burke did it when he was their guy. Cam Mack did it when he was their guy. Yep. It's get the guy to that spot, stutter step, get downhill, and make a read and make an option. And he picked the wrong one. Like Adrian Martinez keeping it on a, uh, I mean, on a it, give read or whatever. It's not just that he picked the wrong one. He just picked what they did all night. Right. Sure, Drive yeah. into a crowd, throw up a circus shot, hope you get fouled, and bailed out at the line. 
here's um i think this is what fred you know fred came in last night and he was um he did not do an opening statement he was just like come on give me give me the questions so i can so i can get out of here um, here's the, I think this first one basically just about the offense in general. Well, especially in the first half, we had one assist at halftime and, you know, it's just, it's not us. And they went to a switching one through five defense. We got really stagnant, obviously, and just tried to drive through a pile and, and throw wild shots. Second half, our pace was much better. You know, we scored 42 points. That's enough. Uh, you know, we just didn't have any physicality and couldn't finish off possessions on the defensive end. Um, you know, you can go one or two ways from this. You can out, put your heads down, or you can learn from it and get better. And that's that's what we're going to have to do these next two days, leading into our next game on Friday. We're playing a good team uh, on Friday. Got to grow from it. We got to get better from it, and and uh, and find a way to get some type of physicality out there. We're just getting manhandled right now, um, obviously on the glass. How do you feel like the guys will bounce back? Well, uh, you know, I just from what I've seen out of them and how we bounce back from disappointing days. Um, you know, I, I'm confident that we'll bounce back the right way tomorrow. We have to. Um, Again, we're playing a good team on Friday, and we, we got to grow in a lot of areas. So, uh, you know, I think we'll grow from it. I, I hope we grow from it. I still like this team a lot and, uh, and think we have good days ahead. But, you know, we got to learn from this one and, and not, uh, not have a duplicate performance. So maybe not a horrible team in the – our horrible experience, I suppose, to go through in the long run. Still going to be a horrible loss at the end of the day. Maybe not a horrible experience to go through just as far as the team. But how do you respond to adversity has been a key question for out, you know, throughout the first three years. And it's tough to do that with a team that's kind of gelling and all that stuff too. Yeah. So that hits right away. Right away. Now we get to see kind of what it looks like on Friday. Uh, if you have more basketball stuff, we'd love to hear it. 402-464-5685. The Honda of Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder Heyman text line, they're both open for you guys. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Rico's in next for True or False. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter at Connor Happer at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.